Welcome to the Pursue of Bliss podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a self-professed health, spirituality, and mindset junkie. You know that blissful happiness you feel when you're just at peace with yourself, living fully in the present moment? That's the feeling I believe we are all in the pursuit of. And I want to help you get one step closer by up-leveling your health, mindset, and love for yourself. Because that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. And I'm so excited to have Maddie here with us today. And um, Maddie, I want you um, to just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you for people who don't know who you are yet. Totally. Hello, everyone. And thank you so much, Kristen, for having me on. It is such an honor um, to further educate and put this knowledge in everyone's hands, all my menstruators hands, um, just to make sure that they're empowered when they walk into the doctor's office. So thank you so much. Cannot thank you enough for giving me this opportunity. I'm super stoked. Um, so my name is Maddie miles. Some of you may already follow me on Instagram. Um, it's just my username, the Maddie miles. I'm an integrative health practitioner and I specialize in women's health and my, you know, uber, uber niche is women's hormones. I really love, um, you know, diving into that whole realm because it's not educated on, it's not in medical school and, you know, just primary elementary school. Like we're not taught anywhere how our bodies are or how our hormones work. So that's what got me super passionate about it all. I obviously went through the ringer with my hormones. And unfortunately I have to say, obviously, because over 80% of us do 80% of us, um, menstruators go through hormonal imbalances and, you know, we suffer through PMS. So that was me for a really long time. We can get into my story if you want to, but, um, I didn't have my period my entire life until this past year. I was sick with an eating disorder when I was really, really young, um, which obviously halted, you know, all of my body's natural processes, but especially my ability to ovulate and to have a period. Um, and then I was put on hormonal birth control amidst my six year <clears throat> battle with anorexia and the pill shuts off ovulation as well. That's how it works. So my hormones really just went through the ringer. Um, I mean, I, I guess I barely went through puberty. I think I, I pretty much went through like half of puberty because I did start to get like some boobs. I wasn't flat chested until this past year, but I definitely went through the rest of my puberty this past year when I got my period back after, um, being, I was five, almost six months off hormonal birth control. Um, but you know, it's been such a beautiful journey of like learning about my body, you know, recovering from an eating disorder, recovering from Lyme's disease, which I contracted in college, recovering from, you know, insomnia, anxiety, uh, depression, all of these things. And most of which were actually caused by hormonal birth control. And I didn't realize that until doing my research. Um, but you know, having to hit rock bottom in so many different ways in so many different times, you know, because we all know that recovery is not this linear process. It's this up and down hill of a battle. And so each time I hit rock bottom, it was more, inspiration and encouragement for me to do more research, to work with the mm -hmm. top, you know, integrative medicine specialists that there are to really learn about my body specifically because bio-individuality always, but also to learn about the human body in general, to learn about the female reproductive system, learn about our hormones, how our hormones and our um, HPA axis relate to our gut and to our liver and, um, to our thyroid, just how all of these things work synergistically together. Um, not to mention our ovaries. So there's so many things, everything works together. And, you know, lastly, but most definitely not least important our mind too, and learning the whole spiritual side of health, um, and just learning and seeing factual studies about how much the mind and body are connected and how they're related, which is crazy to think that anyone, including myself, would ever be skeptical of that because our, they're all one, you know, mm -hmm. our mind and our body. Um, so anyway, it's been a beautiful journey. It's never ending. You know, I always say 
I will forever, I've dedicated my life to forever researching and learning and um, I'm not perfect for sure. And whenever there's something that I don't know, I get excited actually. I'm like, Ooh, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. So, um, you know, that's, uh, that's where I'm at. And I have a private practice where I work with women one-on-one to help heal their hormones, help them transition off birth control. And I actually, actually have a big chunk of women who come in and they're like, we have seamless periods. We've actually never been on hormonal birth control, but we want to learn how to use the fertility awareness method, which is Mm -hmm. tracking your cycle to track your fertile window. Um, because we are not fertile, um, hundred percent of the time, which is we need to just shut down that dogma of like, women are just these walking, like fertile beings. (laughs) And like, we just like come in like the slightest contact with sperm and boom, we get pregnant. Um, there's actually a window, which is why, you know, there's one of the reasons why there's an epidemic of fertility issues within the, in the country and perhaps even the world, just because, you know, not only are we put on hormonal birth control and we're, we contract, you know, over 144,000 man-made toxic chemicals every single day that are endocrine disruptors. Um, but we also, uh, aren't in tune with our cycle. So we very well could just be, you know, totally healthy beings and everything could be going right, but we're not having sex during that short window of our cycle where it would even be possible to conceive and to fertilize an egg. So, um, you know, I love helping women with the fertility awareness method. I have young women who are like, I don't want to get pregnant. Teach me the fertility awareness method so that I know when to, um, have, you know, either abstain from sex or to have like protected sex. And, uh, and then I have women who are like, I have seen so many different specialists. No one can tell me what's going on. I want to get pregnant and I can't do it. Um, and so then we, you know, we make sure that their body is healthy first because the baby will only be as healthy as the environment of the, um, their uterus. And so making sure that the uterine environment and their whole body is healthy and then tracking their cycle. So I, I do that. I love my practice. It's so rewarding. And, and then of course I hop on Instagram and social media every single day. Um, and you know, I put out free content, educational content. I'm on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, TikTok. And yeah, I'm also on LinkedIn. Yes. On all the things I have my own <laughs> podcast. Um, and then I just released my, uh, herbal nutraceutical. So it's 10 herbs to help you, uh, just really nourish, 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 nourish your hormones and, um, prevent the onset of PMS symptoms. So, you know, all of the PMS symptoms, there are over 160 symptoms associated with premenstrual syndrome symptoms. Um, some of them that a lot of people experience are like the hormonal acne, the bloating, the water retention, uh, breast tenderness, moodiness, insomnia. So this herbal supplement, I experimented with each of the 10 herbs, um, like singular on their own when I was healing my hormones. Uh, got together my 10 favorite ones, made a proprietary blend uh, with one of the one, one of the four only FDA approved labs in the country. And um, just finally launched that three weeks ago. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's literally, it's so exciting. It's almost like too much sometimes because it like, it's just too much exciting, happy hormones and neurotransmitters at work. And it's like sometimes too stimulating for me. I'm a Vata dosha. So I already have a higher cortisol resting cortisol rate. And I just, I don't need the extra pump of endorphins, but I definitely get that from connecting with people. And from mm-hmm. even doing podcasts like this, like it, it brings so much joy to me. Cause as you can see, like, I mean, I think I started off by going like, I can just do like a short little intro and boom, I feel like I've been forever <laughs> now and I haven't even covered everything. Like I just, you know, there's no such thing with me, especially when it comes to like hormone health of like, just cutting it short. Like I just always yeah. get into, I get into it and I love it. So yeah. again, thank oh, you for I having love it me too. on. Hopefully people like this intro so far and they want to stick around and listen because we'll get into some juicy stuff. And I'm more than happy to share um, a discount code too for all of your listeners, just because being a podcaster, um, like I'm so grateful for my listeners and like they support us so much. The fact that they're taking like an hour or so out of their day just to listen to us talk is really, really cool. So at the end of the episode, I can share a discount code if anyone wants to check out soon. Amazing. That is so kind of you. And I'm going to make sure we get all of the links to all of your everything in the show notes. So it's easily accessible. And um, I kind of, I want to go back to the beginning a little bit, because there's obviously so much we need to dive into now based off of everything you've just shared. I'm excited. Um, and I know you're really passionate about talking about hormonal birth control. We were chatting about it a little bit before we, um, started recording for this podcast episode. Uh, so I kind of want to dive into that first, if you want to just, um, speak on your, your opinions around hormonal birth control. Totally. So I'm not anti-birth control. I, I, 
I'm more so anti-misinformation and miseducation. Um, and that's really the main problem with hormonal birth control. And I just tweeted the other day and I ended up posting it on my Instagram because it seemed to get a lot of traction. But we as a society, not just medical professionals or medical practitioners, but also us, the users and you know our partners and our family, we all seem to forget for some reason that, and it's not just birth control, it's all medications, that they come with serious, serious side effects. And it's not something natural that your body, like we weren't born knowing what the body is knowing just how to process medications and hard pharmaceuticals. So I always tell people that, you know, like if you don't want to get into it, like really get into all of the side effects of birth control, just remind yourself that it is a pharmaceutical and it's working in very unnatural ways and it's shutting down your body's natural processes. So with that, of course, there are going to be side effects, both in the short term and in the long term. And a lot of them too, and this is the scary thing with hormonal birth control is a lot of them are what we call, well, we, I don't know if anyone else calls it this. I call them silent symptoms though. So Mm -hmm. there were a lot of things going on within my body for years that I never related to hormonal birth control. I was suffering from insomnia. Um, upon which I was prescribed. I saw so many sleep specialists for, I got a QEEG brain scan to see what was going on within my brain. Like we really went through the ringer with all different types of medical professionals. And I was just prescribed Ambien, which is a really, really hard sleep drug that just knocks you out. And I finally, when I started to turn towards more, more so towards integrative medicine, um, it was actually the guy who ran my brain scan. He was like, I would rather have you sleep two hours than to sleep eight hours with Ambien because it is so bad mm-hmm. for your brain. And, and now I, you know, a big focus of mine is brain health because that symptoms and side effects of Ambien, which I was never told about, Um, And I just recently found out our memory loss down the line. So it's really scary. It's it's scary to think of like how many pharmaceuticals I was prescribed growing up um, for anxiety and for, you know, sleep issues to prevent getting pregnant um, and how many other people in this country. I mean, like the pharma industry is massive, massive. So, you know, to think of how many people are on medications and, you know, some of them, yes, unfortunately, because they didn't have practice enough, you know, preventative medicine, some people need medication. And I totally understand that your body has gotten to the point where perhaps an organ isn't functioning anymore and it needs medication. I think Western medicine is fabulous for that, but I also to kind of counteract that, I wish there would have been more preventative medicine done beforehand Mm -hmm. so that that person didn't have to rely on medication and didn't have to remove an organ or you know, whatever. But that's besides the point, you know, with hormonal birth control, 11 million women in the US alone are taking hormonal birth control. And that Mm -hmm. is just the pill that's excluding the IUD, the implant, anything like that. That's only hormonal birth control. Um, And then 100 million women. And I I just say, I say women just for, you know, universal language, but I do want to be very inclusive because not all women menstruate, obviously. whether it's because they're in menopause or perimenopause, um, which that's a whole nother topic that we could get into about how menopause is happening so much earlier now because of early usage of birth control and yada, yada, yada. But, um, you know, I do, uh, menstruators is, I, I, I also use menstruators sometimes. However, I've had some women reach out to me and say that they don't want to be defined as a menstruator. They're a woman. So um, I, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you can't please everyone, but mm-hmm. I do want to say like, I am very inclusive of everyone. However you define um, yourself, I am all here for it. But mm-hmm. for the ease of just like a universal language, I'll probably say menstruators and women a lot during this podcast episode and through a lot of my work. Um, so anyway, and 65% um, of these hormonal birth control users are using it primarily for symptoms management. So whether it's heavy or light periods, hormonal acne, all of these things that have and a root cause, but they're being prescribed hormonal birth control. I can't tell you how many people I talk to, whether it's in person here in Austin, Texas, um, on Instagram, or who come through my practice. And they're like, I was diagnosed PCOS. And first of all, they weren't even properly diagnosed PCOS with PCOS. Like they didn't even run the right labs to like give a proper diagnosis for PCOS, but then they're just told to hop on the pill. Um, and then like when they want to have a baby, just come off the pill as if it's just like, boom, easy peasy. And then you have a baby and it's so detrimental for them, for the baby. Also their symptoms are going to come back with total vengeance. Mm. Um, because the pill doesn't help. It doesn't fix any of these symptoms. If you're lucky, it'll mask them, but it will not fix them. That's not what it does. Um, 
So anyway, I'm not anti-pill. I think that I'm just anti-choice like and like in the empowered choice. I want all of us to be able to go into our doctor's office and be able to ask these questions. And yeah, like that, that just, it makes me happy to envision a world like that, where we're all walking into these doctor's appointments and we're challenging these doctors to also go out and do research because a lot of these doctors go through like top, you know, medical programs and then they stop their research. They stop caring because what they learned is how to match up a symptom to a pharmaceutical Mm -hmm. and they don't do the deep work and, you know, they're not horrible people, but they, they should be doing more work. And when we're coming in and we're questioning them and when we're turning our dollars and we're starting to spend it on integrative and functional medicine, um, then that's where hopefully we'll start to see change, change in the fact that MDs will start to practice this way. And also that integrative and functional medicine will be covered by insurance, but that's a long shot. So <laughs> you know, we'll I see about a that. Part, a big part of the problem is, you know, people need to be asking questions, but at least for me, you know, I think we talked, chatted about this as well. I was given birth control at 13 for PMS symptoms and having a heavy period. And I would have never known the questions to ask or that it's not normal or that there's another method or that, you know, that's just helping my symptoms. And obviously there's something else going on. And so, you know, I wish that girls at a young age would learn everything that you're sharing with us right now. So we'd be able to make these actual educated choices about our bodies. And I know you mentioned earlier that you feel like body health is connected to spiritual health. And that's why I was so excited to have you on because I think a big part of mental health and being able to shift your mindset and energy is having a body that is functioning at a high level. And for so many years, mine wasn't (laughs) and birth control caused so many issues for me. So for people who are kind of, you know, can relate to that, say, I want to get off birth control or it's creating issues for me. um, What are the other options or what does it actually mean? um, You know, when our body is acting up and we're prescribed birth control, are there other avenues to go down to actually do some healing other than just taking that pill. Totally. So if you're, if one is experiencing hormonal imbalances, um, and how you know, this is, you know, if you are, if you just feel uncomfortable within your body, that's super general, but you know, if you're feeling uncomfortable, if you're not sleeping well, or your breasts are swollen and tender, or you're breaking out, um, there's so many things to that are our body's biofeedback. And we always think that, or we seem to think and believe that our body's messing up and our body's not messing up. Our bodies are very, very smart. And when something is going on, those symptoms that it's displaying, again, whether it be like your skin or you're bloated every single time you eat, that's just your body's way of signaling to you, hey, something's going on. And our hormones are like these awesome little messengers within our bodies. Um, And so if you're experiencing any type of symptom, you should definitely work with a practitioner and you should run some labs. You should see what's going on. So instead of just going into the doctor's office, seeing them for five minutes and then writing up a prescription for hormonal birth control, let's see what is going on within your body right now. Let's run a bunch of panels. Let's see where your adrenals are at. Let's see where your thyroid is at. Um, Let's see what your if you have any nutrient deficiencies, um, what your mineral ratios are, how toxic your body is. So there are so many, you know, labs, of course, this is like, you have to work with a trusted practitioner who knows what they're talking about, because you may need to run all of those labs. You may just need to run a couple, you know, after they talk to you for 30 to 60 minutes, they'll be able to get a good idea of like, this is what we should test on. Um, and so, First thing, test. Let's see what's going on. And then we can make a custom bio-individualized plan for you. And there are so many fantastic things to do out there aside from lifestyle, which you need to have in place for sure for happy hormones. You need to make sure that you're sleeping. And it's really sad because I even have to remind myself this um, at times of how important sleep is because we live in a society that no one prioritizes sleep as much as we should. And it's the number one cause of stress on the body is a lack of sleep. And most of us aren't sleeping enough. We aren't sleeping at the right times either. There are a lot of people, even the people who are out there going like, you should sleep, you know, seven to nine hours a night. Um, they, they fail to mention what times we should be sleeping. We shouldn't be sleeping 1 a.m. till 9 a.m. You know, it's much more beneficial for us to sleep from between 9 and 10 p.m. until like 6 or 7. Um, and that is because we should be going to bed when it gets dark out. I know, obviously, with the summer, it's a little different. It stays um are, yeah, it stays light, pretty darker and it gets dark super early in the winter, but 
my point with that is, you know, we should be in bed around 10 p.m. because 10 p.m. till 2 a.m. is when we're doing the most brain detoxification and cell rejuvenation. Again, things that no one are talking about. So that's why, you know, a lot of people, it's like a light bulb moment when I say that's why you feel better when you sleep eight hours if you start, you know, your sleep schedule at 10 p.m. versus like you sleep two to 10, 2 a.m. till 10 a.m. Like, yeah, you're still getting eight hours, but you're not getting that proper like diurnal rhythm and circadian rhythm going. So, uh, okay. I got off onto a little tangent there, but sleep has, <laughs> sleep has to be there. Um, you need to be hydrated. You need to be drinking enough water, also filtered water because the water from tap is just absolute crap. And it's full of just pesticides and chemicals and pharmaceuticals that are just not filtered out properly. And those are wreaking havoc on both your HPA axis and on your thyroid. So, really making sure that you're drinking good water and then that you're nourishing yourself because blood sugar imbalance and insulin resistance is one of the main causes for PCOS. Um, and also just other, you know, hormone imbalances because we need a consistent blood sugar throughout the day. So there are all these bad diets out there saying, you know, cut out carbs or do keto or do intermittent fasting. And all of these things just do not support our cycles. They don't support what we need. And it's, I have a boyfriend, I'm in a relationship, so I see everything that he does and he can do a lot of stuff that I can't. And I used to be like frustrated with it. Like how come he can fast, you know? Um, but honestly, I don't care anymore. First of all, I don't want to fast that long because I love food. <laughs> a 10 to 12 hour overnight fast while we're sleeping is perfect. Don't eat during the darker hours. That's really all your body needs. And then if once or twice a year, you want to do a good quality functional medicine detox also to do one when you come off the pill, that's great. But again, I don't focus on like restriction. I focus on giving our body what it needs because our body, it knows how to cleanse and detox our body, you know, but it does need support, especially when you've been using hormonal birth control or some type of pharmaceutical. So, you know, we got to get the sleep. We got to get the water and hydration. We have to get the nutrition and the blood sugar balance. Um, and then we also need to make sure that we are using herbs to help support us as well. We always forget just about like nature's medicine, like just looking outside and all of these plants, there's like an abundance of trees and grass and all these different types of flowers and herbs. And, and we don't use them enough to our advantage. Um, and they're, super incredible. They're very powerful. And that's why I love mine so much because a lot of people just feel uncomfortable when they get off the pill, all these symptoms are coming back and, and they're scared. I remember like, I even had multiple times where I was like, should I just hop on the pill again? Like, I don't like dealing with this. And I was like, no, go into my herbs. I will get this figured out. And we're also way too used to like quick fixes in this society. And a lot of this stuff, like you may start to feel better within like a week or two, but you know, it takes a while of treating yourself really, really good to actually start feeling really, really good. So um, I do want to remind people of that. It's not going to just be like, oh, one night of good sleep and one day of like consistent meals that have a protein, fat, fiber in it and a healthy carb and lots of water. And I'm going to be like, fantastic. You know, like that's not how it works. So, you know, that's where the mind and spiritual aspect of healing comes in and meditating and doing yoga and doing a lot of these inner work, um, activities so that you can remind yourself, like you're on the right path, you're right where you're supposed to be. And, you know, it's better that you're doing this and you're feeling this way than like the alternative, which would be like mm. on a har on a harmful medication or, you know, yeah. <laughs> right. All aspects, all aspects are important for healing. Yes. And I, I love that you said that. And I love you brought up the plants because I truly have this just like deep belief that this earth has everything we need to it heal does. and it to does. live a fully healthy, thriving, like life where we're just all feeling amazing and energized. And if we're going straight to the pills, we're never even looking at what's already here, which is why I love that you have your supplements and everything that you do. And I also want to talk a little bit about people who, um, are on the pill, um, rather than to suppress symptoms, but to not get pregnant and the fear of wanting to get off the pill, but then also the fear of getting pregnant. So do you recommend, um, natural ways for tracking fertility? Totally. So yeah. And I, I know I already said this before, so I won't get into another Ted talk about how we're not fertile all the time, but <laughs> if people missed over that part in the first part of the episode, go back. Um, 
Yeah. I love the fertility awareness method. I use the fertility awareness method and I have a whole podcast episode on it as well. Um, but, and there are a bunch of, you know, educators out there. There are people who are even certified in it, who you can actually work with one-on-one, um, to, make sure that you're tracking everything correctly. So the fertility awareness method is just tracking your cycle. So you know when you're fertile or not, um, because there's only about, again, five to six days of your cycle when you're fertile and your egg is fertilized. When your egg is fertilized, it only has 12 to 24 hours of a window, which is really, really short. But we say that you're fertile for like five to six days because sperm can actually stay alive in your reproductive tract if you were to have unprotected sex leading up to those 12 to 24 hours where your cervix opens up. Yes, your cervix literally just opens up. It's cool because you can, you know, stick your fingers up your vagina and you can literally feel around for your cervix. And that's one of, you know, the three major fertile signs that you use when you're tracking and using the fertility awareness method. Um, But anyway, so during this method, you track your cervical fluid, which, uh, you know, is a great, it's a great tool for sure, but everyone's cervical fluid is very, very different. Um, and we say that there are four different types. There's like the nothing, the dry phase, which is during your period and you're bleeding. You're not, you know, having that fluid, but it is a little deceptive because we're always producing, our cervix is always producing fluid. Um, it's not always noticeable as in like when we're going to the bathroom, we can see it on like our underwear, but it's always producing cervical fluid because it's our protection mechanism to protect our cervix from, um, unwanted bacteria, um, any type of pathogen and even sperm, you know, like it protects us from sperm, like pretty much 98% of our cycle, it protects us from sperm. And also the pH of our vagina changes to be so acidic that sperm can't survive until that fertile window when the pH slowly changes so that uh, sperm can survive within our reproductive tract. Um, and then we do have like a sticky phase and that's in like the fur or the follicular phase. It's like a little bit sticky. If you put it on your fingers, you can stretch it out. Um, and then it turns into like this creamy egg white um, consistency. And that is coined with like, you're the most fertile when it's that creamy egg white consistency. Um, however, there's so many factors in this crazy toxic world that we live in that can impact our cervical mucus. So definitely don't just rely on like what your cervical mucus looks like that day to tell you if you're fertile or not, you should be using, you know, your cervical fluid, your cervical position. So sticking your fingers up and seeing if your cervix is open or not. So when it's uh, when it's open, I say it feels more like, and this is what I learned, and I have found to be true with my unique cervix. And I say unique because we all have unique down there's. Um, but when it's open, it feels more like your chin. So if you just like put two fingers on your chin right now and you feel that, that's like your cervix being open. And then if you put two fingers on your nose, you see how like you feel like two little bumps on your nose? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So that's how it feels when your cervix is closed. Um, and so again, as you approach ovulation, your cervix tends to rise, soften and open, um, which is really, really cool. And then, uh, your cervix will abruptly right when estrogen falls and progesterone becomes dominant right after ovulation, um, your cervix will like really abruptly just lower. So it's cool. Like all this stuff is going on again, like the fertility awareness method should be used if you have a healthy, normal, consistent cycle. Um, otherwise if your cycle is, you know, super irregular, it's not going to provide you, you know, the right data to like have that unprotected sex with the ease of mind that you won't get pregnant. Um, And then the last one, but very importantly, is your temperature tracking. So basal body temperature tracking, because your temperature rises right after ovulation. um, And it's super, super small. It's like one tenth of a degree. uh, And that's why you use a very specific thermometer, or you can use a wearable. There's something called the Ava bracelet. And then, oh, what is the one called? I literally... I have a zoom call with them on Friday. I'm really excited to talk to them. Um, but it's, we can link it up afterward. Yeah. I think it's called one drop temp, but it's, they're both wearables and you wear it when you sleep It tracks your temperature, which is nice because I do use like a basal body thermometer right now, but I forget sometimes in the morning when I wake up and you're supposed to like measure it. Um, I mean, to be safe, like right when you wake up and before you even move up out of bed, because like when you start to move that like increases the internal temperature of your body. So, um, I, I really like the wearable idea. And I actually have some women in my practice who have the, the Ava bracelet and it's a super high quality, high tech, uh, bracelet. So I'm, 
talking to both of them, because I think they're both great. And I've done like a lot of look into like their research and their testing. And again, like it's not something that I would ever recommend myself or anyone to rely a hundred percent on, but to like have that in conjunction with like, again, flowing with your cycle. So therefore, you know, like roughly where you're at in your cycle, like keeping track of it, like, okay, this is when I bled, I stopped bleeding and I'm in the follicular phase, you know, my cervical mucus this day. Again, this is all stuff that takes probably a max of five minutes of your entire day. Like, you know, especially if you're wearing the bracelet, it's already hooked up to an app and it's tracking your temperature for you. And then you hop on your app and you go, okay, I just went to the bathroom and I noticed like my cervical fluid today is pretty stretchy. Um, and my cervix is closed right now. Okay. And I also just had my period. So that means I'm in this, what we call follicular phase. And we call it follicular because our follicle stimulating hormone, um, is increasing to get all the follicles and eggs ready for that one day of ovulation. Um, and knowing like, okay, I'm in my follicular phase right now. Like I'm good to go. Like I can have sex and not have to worry about getting pregnant. Um, so, so that's a great method, the fertility awareness method. And that is something that I educate on, but I also like always tell women in my practice, you know, I'm not like certified in it by any means. It's something that I've done a lot of research on and I've talked to professionals within this space on and that I use myself, but um, I'm not like a licensed fertility awareness method uh, educator. So there are a bunch of, oh, I shouldn't say a bunch. Unfortunately, this whole world is really small, but it's definitely growing. Um, but there are women and I can try and find some accounts for you to link up as well. Amazing. And I just, I think this is so helpful because when I went off of um, birth control a few years ago, I didn't know there were other options. I was at the point where I was like, I can't have these symptoms anymore. I need to be off of it. But I was so scared because I was like, well, what am I going to do? And so I just love that this is getting out there. So women out there who are scared to get off of birth control can like have that peace of mind and knowing that there are other options out there. Yeah. And okay. So I'll I'll name a a couple others. Um, I don't use this myself, but I did go through the whole process of it because a follower reached out to me and I love them so much. I love my followers. So I was like, <laughs> I'll do it. But there's this brand called Fexi and it is, it's not a spermicide. It's a, it's a gel that actually changes the pH of your vagina um, to make it acidic. So that sperm can't live in there and can't survive. So you're supposed to insert it into your vagina um, in up to an hour before having sex. Now I, again, I don't think that their research is hundred percent there. I also like had my, I'm air quoting like consultation with one of their physicians. And he was like, you can use this at any time of your cycle. And like me being me, I'm like questioning him. And like, I'm like, well, why would a woman need to use it every day of her cycle when she's not fertile every day? And he's like, well, okay, then you can just use it during, you know, your, uh, your ovulatory phase or whatever. And so anyway, I was kind of just questioning them. They clearly don't know a whole lot about our system. And I was only talking to men the whole time. So I don't know, that's, it's definitely an option. Again, it changes the pH. It's a gel that changes the pH of your vagina to be acidic enough so that sperm won't survive. Um, now with this, I mean, there are side effects of like yeast infections and I mean, you're changing the pH of your vagina. So the pH of our vagina is really, really important. We have, we have a pH of our intestines as well, which is super important for like digestion and, you know, our colon health. And we have it also for our vagina. So, you know, if you're one who suffers from like UTIs or yeast infections, definitely not something for you because you again, don't want to be funking with your pH balance multiple times a week or even every day, if you're having sex with every day. Um, and then condoms, like we always forget about condoms. Like there are so many great brands out there that are, um, all natural, so like toxic free, latex free, they're good for the environment. And they're like very bare skin feeling. Um, and I was really nervous when I got off the pill. Well, first of all, when I got off the pill, I was like, I'm not gonna, I can't even use the fertility awareness method right now. Cause I'm not ovulating. Um, and I, I wanted to make sure that I had a consistent cycle for multiple cycles before I felt comfortable using the fertility awareness method and just like having unprotected sex. Um, because again, I didn't want to like sporadically ovulate, you know, my body is still trying to figure itself out. So we used condoms and literally no problem at all. You know, like there's, I think there's just like this stigma around using condoms and, you know, it's like, why, like, (laughs) why wouldn't you rather use like a condom, you know, whenever you have sex versus being on a pill, that's really wreaking havoc on all of your body systems. Um, and yeah, also I, I said this to my sister, my older sister, who's getting off the pill right now she called me the other day and she's like 
I'm scared. Like, I mean, should I, should we just use condoms until things are normal? And I was like, yes, just use condoms. But like also remind yourself that sex is going to feel better off the pill. So yeah, you may be using a condom, which I know some people are like, oh, it doesn't feel good with a condom on, which I, I, again, I think is a lie. If you're using the right condom, then you won't even notice it. Um, but my like little, uh, I guess kickback at that is like, well, at least sex will feel better because the pill completely robs you of your libido. So really, yeah, I've never heard that. Oh my goodness. (laughs) It's so funny. Like we all joke in this realm, um, in this hormone realm of like the, the way that the pill really prevents pregnancy is that it lowers testosterone. And so, um, and testosterone is our, like, you know, our feel good, like sexy hormone. And, you know, that's why we're so like, we feel so sexual, most of us during our ovulatory phase, um, which is nature at work, because it makes sense that you would feel the most, you know, up for having sex when you're fertile, because again, like, you know, obviously we have our menstrual cycles for more than just reproducing life. It's also for, you know, our bone health, our brain health, and, you know, to make menopause much easier and much healthier. You know, there's so many benefits to ovulating and having a menstrual cycle, but, um, you know, a huge one is to reproduce life and reproduce offspring. So it's very smart. That's again, nature and our bodies at work and at play. And it's like, so ironic and funny when you think about like, oh my gosh, all I want to do is have sex right now. And this is the time actually where I need to either abstain from sex or at least wear like a condom and protection, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, thank you body for being, you know, in tune. <laughs> You're so awesome, but I don't want to have a baby yet. So we are wearing condom this week. Um, but, uh, anyway, so it's, it's funny because, you know, yeah, it robs you of your testosterone. I had no libido on the pill. Like I could care less about sex when I was on the pill. Like, and not that it didn't feel good when we did it. But I never, I could never really finish. I could never like climax um, on the pill. And again, I I just, I could care less about the pill. The pill alters um, a lot with our brain and with our hormones and our ovaries. And I just didn't have it. And then when I got off the pill within a month, I was like, I want to have sex all the time. (laughs) This is Um, interesting to me because I've I've never heard this, that um, birth control can affect your libido. But when I think back, I had so, I used to have issues with climaxing. I like never could, I didn't know what was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I got off the pill um, and I stopped having that problem. Yeah. Um, but I've never, I've never put that together in my brain of that's when the shift happened. Uh, yeah. when I got control. Also um, the pill changes human uh, pheromones. So I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but a lot of women, cause we use our pheromones to choose a mate. So while we're on the mm. pill, because it funks with our pheromones, Um, our ability to choose a mate is not always there. So a lot of women stop the pill and they're like, literally, I can't even stand to be in the same room as my partner. And that is what is really scary because again, it's promoted to like be on the pill, prevent pregnancy, go be crazy and wild, which also the pill is only 91% effective. My mom had both my older siblings on hormonal birth control. And she was like, okay, I'm over this. This pill doesn't make me feel good. And I'm still getting pregnant. Um, so (laughs) just remember that everyone, it's still not, we're falsely told that like, we can just have all this unprotected sex. And you know, that's, there was just a huge recall on, you know, one of the major forms, major prescribed forms of birth control because it wasn't working and all these women were getting pregnant on it. So anyway, it does change our pheromones though. And so, yeah, it's like crazy to think of like all these women are like meeting their mate or their partner on hormonal birth control. They get married. They're finally ready to have kids. She gets off the pill and then she's like, I am not attracted to my partner. And it's not that you hate the human being, you know, but it's like, I literally, I can't and like get aroused with them. I don't feel that like love binding oxytocin hormone towards them. So that is also concerning too. Again, I'm not saying like, I don't want anyone to freak out and be like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to hate my partner when I get off the pill. Um, but it is, you know, it's, it's proven to alter this. So it makes sense if that does happen, but clouds clouds your intuition. It's literally like a foggy because I also had really bad brain fog on birth control. And I felt like right when I got off, it was just like, boom, I just like could think clear. You know, I wasn't like, I used to have analysis paralysis with everything I would call it. Like I just couldn't even decide, like I'd be in the grocery store and be like, what should I have for dinner tonight? Sweet potatoes or squash. And like, I just couldn't like decide, like it got so bad around like year five and six of being on hormonal birth control. I like, I was just so anxious and anxiously like, yeah, driven all my decisions were. Um, but some women I do want to say get off the pill 
and they are lucky in that they chose the right mate on the pill and they get off the pill and they're like, oh my gosh, all I want to do is jump his bones. And like, we've been together for six years, but all I want to do, I feel like it's this new relationship, you know? Um, so that's just the power, not only of, you know, birth control or not birth control, but also just having balanced hormones. One of my really good gal pals here in Austin, I mean, she pretty much texts me and thanks me every single day. She's like the cutest thing ever, but she went two years without having sex, um, between being on the pill and having libido and everything messed up. And then she was off the pill. She got off the pill last fall, but still things weren't like balanced. So, you know, yeah, she wasn't on hormonal birth control anymore, but she also didn't have proper amounts of estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. Everything was really low across the board. So she still didn't have this crazy libido. It's not like she hopped off the pill and was like, boom, like let's get in bed. Um, but now she's like, oh my gosh, like, I finally want to be in a relationship again. And she found someone incredible who she's crazy about and he's crazy about her and she's having really good, healthy sex. And she's like, thank you so much. You know? And she's like, it doesn't matter whether we wear a condom or not because it just feels good. And I want to have sex. Um, so yeah, there are all these, you know, things that we really just need to ignore that society says like that women should be on hormonal birth control and like, okay, dudes why don't you guys want to be on it because there have been very few very very few but case studies where men start taking hormonal birth control and they take it for a week and they're like our appetite changed we couldn't sleep like our you know chest and breast started to get tender like we would never voluntarily take this but sure just go ahead and keep prescribing it to all the women especially at age 13 and younger you know especially when you consider how it changes um your brain structure. It's really, really scary. There's a whole book, uh, um, called your brain on birth control on hormonal birth control. And I really recommend that people go out and read that, especially if you are a mama or mama to be in the future. And you just want to make sure that whatever you have your daughter get on, that it's going to support her overall health. So whatever that is, just make sure that you're fully aware of all of the side effects that come with birth control and weighing out the pros and the cons, you know? Um, so yeah. Amazing. And I feel like a big part of when you were speaking, I was thinking, uh, I feel like a lot of women, me, myself included, will feel like, oh, there's something wrong with me, right? Like, why don't I want to have sex or why is this not working out right? Or why do I feel like this? But it's not us. It's on our bodies. It's mm-hmm. the pills that we're taking that we're told really? is what is normal. And so yeah. it's just like completely flipped around. And so I'm just so happy we're having this conversation and I wish yeah this happened so much earlier for everyone. Also, just while we're still on the topic of sex, um, Mm -hmm. even when your hormones are fluctuating normally how they should, um, you know, I want to emphasize that your hormones, our hormones do fluctuate throughout our cycle. So even when we have everything working right, like correctly and right, we won't feel that like sexual desire all month long, it's going to change. So, you know, and again, this is pretty generalized. Everyone's different, of course, but again, that ovulatory phase is when we like are really feeling like, let's do it. Let's like try new things in the bedroom. Also follicular phase as your estrogen starts to increase, you know, you're starting to feel that as well. And then the luteal phase, like what I'm in right now, I don't feel nearly as sexual as I did last week. Like last week I was like, let's do it all the time in all the ways. And this week I am like, I want you to cuddle me and just hold me, you know? So, um, you know, it, I really do want to keep that in mind and make sure that everyone knows that. Like, it also is really beneficial for, yes, us to know. So we don't feel that guilt and that shame um, around not wanting to have sex, but also so our partner knows. So our partner doesn't take it offensively because men have been taught that if she doesn't want to have sex with you, like something's wrong with you. Like mm. you're not performing well or, you know, something like that. So we're all in our heads, you know, at the end of the day, like we're all in our heads. We're all focusing on ourselves. We're all hard on ourselves. So to remind yourself and your partner, like, Hey, it's, it's not me. It's not you. It's just like, I don't have my testosterone isn't there right now for this. You know, that's why guys want to have sex pretty much all the flipping time. Um, you know, if they're not stressed out, because again, if, if they're pumping out high amounts of cortisol, their testosterone starts to decrease. Just like with women, you know, when we start pumping out high amounts of cortisol because we're stressed out, our estrogen and our progesterone, our main sex, two sex hormones start to decrease. Um, and then testosterone starts to increase in our androgens, which equals PCOS in a lot of people. Um, so 
when that starts to happen, yes, of course, he's not going to have sex all the time. But if he's like a healthy individual, his stress is pretty managed. He has good amounts of testosterone. He's going to want to have sex every day. It's funny. My boyfriend and I do like little check-ins every week with like where we could get more support from each other and what we really like that the other person did. And I, we were just like talking about like how last week, you know, my sexual desire was definitely boom up there. And he's like, I love knowing what phase you're in for so many reasons, but because like I get to learn all the different type, the phases of you, you know, we're not just like these singular human beings that are the same every single day. We change every day and it's cool. Um, and, you know, find a partner who appreciates that and learns them and loves them. And he's like, you know, I love seeing that because he, and he, I wish I like had it on recording, but he was like, you know, cause for me, like in my head, like I'm always down to do that. Like, that's like how he phrased it. He's like, I'm always down for it. <laughs> he's like, but I understand that you're not always down for it. And sometimes you're just down for like the foreplay or just for cuddling, you know, like if I'm like really, really tired with my period, like all I want to do is be cuddled and I want to wear sweatpants and he brings me flowers and, you know, yummy food. So uh, really just tapping into that. Some women also say that sex makes them feel better if they're experiencing cramps. But again, if you're experiencing cramps, talk to me or talk to someone and let's figure out why you're experiencing cramps. Um, so it could be as easy as adding, a, you know, an herb or magnesium in and those cramps are gone. So um, yeah. I, I want, I was just going to go there. I was going to ask you about PMS. Yeah, um, and if symptoms are normal and what it actually means to experience PMS as well. Yeah. So PMS, premenstrual syndrome symptoms, um, those symptoms normally come on in what we call our luteal phase. So the phase leading up to our menstrual phase, it's in between ovulation and our period, our period bleed. And it's about like 10 to 14 days long. It's the longest phase. And so this is typically when we start to see these PMS symptoms arising if our hormones are not happy, they're not optimized. Um, so again, like I, I mentioned before, there are over 160 symptoms uh, associated with PMS. So a lot of different ones, but you know, some of the basic ones are the hormonal acne, breast tenderness, moodiness. Like some women are just like, I just want to cry. Like, I just want to cry all the time. And I'm, and I go from being happy to mad, to sad, to anxious. Um, yeah. A lot of anxiety as well. Insomnia, which is also linked to, you know, if you're not sleeping well at night, you're going to be super anxious the next day and on edge, um, breast tenderness, bloating and water retention. Um, yeah, just not feeling good. Just not, you don't feel good if you're, if you have PMS, something's going on. And so, uh, in terms of, you know, fixes for that again, like let's figure out the root cause. Like there are so many things that like in our beauty products and in our house cleaning products that impact our hormones and, you know, you can always optimize your health and your body. And so that's what I always tell people because it gets overwhelming when you think of all the things that could be impacting your hormones and all the things that you can do. And I just remind people, it's a journey. Like I, I like to like adopt one practice at a time and master it and kind of ride that wave for a little while and then bring in something new. So like my newest thing right now is I'm really trying not to use any Bluetooth things. So I actually got rid of my my watch because it was Bluetooth. And, um, I got, I don't, I didn't get rid of my headphones, but I don't really use my earbuds anymore, except for like the cord ones, the old school ones to limit EMF exposure. So, you know, I, that's just like my way of like proving to you guys, I practice what I preach and like just adopt one thing at a time. And, you know, first the basics have to be there. So if you're having PMS, like what else is going on? Are you not sleeping well? Are you not hydrated? Um, are you not eating enough of your, you know, your seven to nine organic cups of fruits and vegetables every day? So like, you're not getting all your nutrients in, you know, we fail to remember because we're not educated that like, if we don't have the proper nutrients and we can't unfortunately get it from food, I'm sorry, I, you have to have like a good functional medicine, nutritional supplement. So a good prenatal to take, um, or activated multivitamin, but I like the prenatals better because they're higher doses of things. And just making sure that the full, you're, it has folate in it because folic acid becomes toxic within the body. Um, that's a form of iron that's in a lot of multivitamins, but anyway, so making sure that your nutrients are there, our soil quality is depleted. Um, and even if you were getting in seven to nine cups of organic fruits and vegetables every day, I'm a walking example of that. I still take a prenatal every single day. So making sure all your nutrients are there. We are made of vitamins and minerals. So if we don't have enough to, you know, fuel our body, it's like, it's a like gasoline for a car. Like cars need gas to go. 
bones need power to go. Like they need charge to work. And so we need our vitamins and minerals. And then, then I like to really optimize your health and add in adaptogens and herbs. So I love adding in maca to my daily smoothies and my oatmeals. I love maca. Um, when I was really stressed out, I used ashwagandha, um, and a lot of like medicinal mushrooms as well. Love chaga and lion's mane. There are so many great mushrooms out there. Um, and of course, like the 10 herbs that are in my supplement as well, there's chase berry, also known as Vitex, which a lot of women just are prescribed uh, by their medical professional practitioner, just Vitex, because it helps your body's ability to naturally produce progesterone and to ovulate and our luteinizing hormone, you know, which also helps with ovulation. And we need that in there and stored in order to ovulate. So, um, our chase berry, Don Kai is another one that's in my herbal supplement that helps with just overall menstrual regularity and PMS. Um, I have like parsley and dandelion in there, which are both cleansing and detoxifying. They help the liver, they promote fluid balance. So, you know, a lot of women, myself included, like I do agree, you're supposed to get a little bit bloated throughout your cycle. It's normal to like, you know, extend a little bit. Um, but it shouldn't be painful and it should not. Yeah. It most definitely should not be painful. Um, and it shouldn't be like so much to where you look like pregnant, you know? So that really helps with that. Um, I have licorice and peony in there, tangerine, ginger root, red raspberry, um, and blue blurum. So a lot of these amazing herbs that again, a lot of women are just prescribed like singular, like just take this. Um, and so I just created one that had all of them together and, uh, it's clinically dosed as well. So there's enough of them within the supplement to actually give you results because, you know, the supplement industry in the United States is really unregulated and there are only four FDA approved labs in the entire country. And, um, a lot of these supplements, they call them white powder supplements. I learned this in, in school. They're called white powder supplements because they're like full of just like baking soda or just like, you know, uh, it, it's not full of enough of the ingredients that it says it contains to actually give you results. Um, mm -hmm. So you're just wasting money. That's why I say always buy from right from the distributor. Don't go like to CVS or Walmart or Walgreens. Don't go to Amazon even. Or if you do buy on Amazon, make sure it's coming directly from the functional medicine company um, and that it's not coming from like a third party. And, uh, yeah, making sure that they're also like a lot of these are expired and they're still selling them again, mm. unregulated industry. You can pretty much do whatever you want. So, uh, yeah, just making sure that you are really, you know, it's GMP certified. It comes from an FDA regulated lab and it's from a functional medicine company and that it actually contains enough per serving of the ingredients of the herbs in this case that will actually help your hormones. So uh, that's my little spiel on the supplements. You have I to be really it, careful. With I want to, I want to hear more about yours. So your specific supplement, who are they best for? Is it for people who have PMS symptoms or who are coming off the pill? Like who is the prime? Great question. Client? Um, yeah. So definitely coming off the pill, uh, again, like using it in conjunction, it's always a holistic approach. So I'm not saying like, if you take my herbal supplement and then you sleep four hours a night and you eat only two meals a day and it's McDonald's, like it'll help you. Uh, it's obviously like a holistic approach for sure. But my, my herbal supplement to start taking right when you come off the pill. Amazing. I think that's fantastic. That's how I, you know, really like to advertise it as. Um, but also even if you've never used the pill before, or you got off the pill or you have used the pill, but you got off like a couple months ago, a couple years ago, if your hormones just still aren't there and you're experiencing PMS, this is great. Um, I have been asked a lot if you can take like common questions are, can you take it while you're pregnant? Unfortunately you can't. Um, there are some herbs in there that are really great for pregnancy, but there's also some that aren't the research isn't quite there of how it would affect your baby. So like licorice, for example. Um, so, but it's great to use while you're trying to get pregnant because it helps make sure that your hormones are happy and healthy. You're ovulating consistently. So it's really great to take during that, um, that time that you're trying to conceive. And then right once you, you know, can confirm that you successfully fertilized an egg and conceive, you can stop soothe. Um, and then also, so yeah, it's great for coming off the pill. It's great for trying to conceive. It's great for, you know, if you're experiencing PMS symptoms, I do get asked if you can take it while on hormonal birth control. Um, I 
yes and no. Like I, you know, with hormonal birth control, again, if it's working how it should, you can't really do much for your hormones, sadly. Um, you know, I would say if you're on hormonal birth control, support your gut, support your liver, uh, and sleep and make sure you're eating, you know, good nourishing foods for your specific body type, because, you know, there's only so much you can do when you're taking a pharmaceutical every single day. That's, you know, shutting off your ovaries, it's shutting off your brain ovary communication. It's, you know, pumping you full of artificial hormones and it's halting your body's natural ability to produce those hormones. So I always just say like, yes, you can take my herbs. It's not going to like hurt you if you're on birth control, but you know, I don't know how much it will help you because birth control is a really hard drug and it will most likely overpower the herbs. So again, with, you know, being on birth control, it's like to support your gut, support your liver, sleep well, eat well, drink filtered water. Um, you know, and then when you're ready to come off the pill, order some soothe. I love it. And I'll make sure we have the links, uh, to the website and everything. So everyone can go take a look at the supplements and order them. And, um, I have one last question for you that I'd like to ask everyone. And that is, if you had your past self, maybe the version of you, I know you said you hit some rock bottoms. If you had that version of yourself sitting in front of you right now, what would you tell her? Oh goodness. That's so good. Um, <laughs> oh, that gives me chills. That gives me like chills. Cause I can like picture, I have a chair right in front of me right now and I can picture myself mm-hmm. um, because I was hurt for so long and so sad. And I didn't see the point in life. And, um, gosh, if someone would have told me then that I would have even been out of my eating disorder and that whole mind, I wouldn't have believed them. Cause I remember hearing that all the time. And I was like, I literally cannot picture this ever being eradicated from my mind and not controlling my life. So to be able to just tell her that, like, you are going to get better and life is so much better when you're better. And not only like to tell like my, you know, sick self who hit rock bottom that like you'll very soon be very incredibly healthy yourself and helping thousands, eventually millions of women get their health back on track and helping relationships thrive more because she's more in tune with her cycle and her partner's more in tune with her cycle. Mind blown. It's, I'm so grateful every single day. And thank you for asking me that question too, because the life of an entrepreneur can get very lonely at times. And, uh, sometimes I wake up, especially when I'm in like, for example, my luteal phase where my, I'm, my hormones and my energy are lower. And I'm just like, dang, like, what am I doing? Can I just like say goodbye to the world and go to a beach, like an Island somewhere and not do anything. And you know, that question really just fired me up again. Cause it's like reminder I'm doing this because it's helping people. And, um, I'm on the right path. So yeah, I would just tell her like, keep going girl, because things are getting a lot brighter very soon for you. (laughs) Yeah. I got chills at the same time that you did when you were talking about that. Um, yeah, I feel that, you know, it's like the past version of yourself, um, would have given anything to be living the life that you're living right now. And I have to remind myself that as well, because life of an entrepreneur can get overwhelming. Yes, it can. Um, We got to stick together too. You know, mm -hmm. we got to support each other and I'm here to support you and anyone listening to this. And, you know, even if it's just a text one day, I call them entrepreneur slumps. And I just like my boyfriend's an entrepreneur as well. And so I'll just text him and go like, I'm having an ES day. And he just knows. He's like, okay, like, what do we need to do? Do we need to like talk through it? Do we need to not talk about business at all? You know, so um, just always coming back to the mission is uh, coming back to the mission and the intention is what really it, it grounds me. I'm right there with you. Always coming back to the mission. And I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing. And I am so honored that you came on and shared all of this with us. So thank you so, so, so much for being here. And I know you mentioned in the, in the beginning, but do you want to quickly plug all of your social medias again so people can totally. find you? Yes. Um, so the Maddie Miles is my personal Instagram. And then in the link, just to make it easy on everyone, instead of giving everyone all these uh, different names, in the my Instagram bio, I have a link to the Peace Love Hormones Instagram page. Um, it's tagged in there. I also have the website, which is peacelovehormones.com. Um, I have a whole story highlight for my podcast with Swipe Ups, where you can go to, whether you listen on Spotify, or Apple podcasts, you can get led to there. Um, 
and yeah, and then let's create a discount code for your listeners. Um, I'm still learning Shopify, but I do know how to make, I I'm not by any means the person who like does my website. I have a team for that. I, I wish I knew how to do that, but I don't. Um, but anyway, I can make a discount code. If there's one that you want to give your followers, it can be literally anything you want and we'll make it for, um, 5% off. And then when people go on my website, right now I don't know when this will be released but right now if you go and you enter in your phone number you get free shipping on top of that so you'll get five percent off and free shipping um but I think I'm going to be doing something within like the next week or two where I created this free guide of um smoothies because I'm a huge breakfast fan I hate this whole like skipping breakfast thing um and so I created smoothies because they're easy to digest my people who are like, I'm on the run and on the go in the morning and whatever. It's like, you can't say no to a smoothie though. So I created phase specific smoothies. So one for the menstrual, um, follicular, ovulatory and luteal phase. And I get into like each of the ingredients and like why they're supportive of your hormones within this phase and your nutrient deficiencies. And so I'm giving that away for free as well. All you have to do is enter in your phone number. And why I want your phone number people is because I'm creating this community where right now it's just once a week hormone health hormone tip text, hormone tip text. <laughs> um, but eventually I would love to grow it to be like every single day, like every single morning or at the end of the day, you're getting like a little tip of how to like support your hormones for that day. Um, so I really just want to start cultivating that community. Um, and then also give you guys some smoothie recipes. Please don't skip breakfast. Can we end the <laughs> podcast episode with that? Don't skip breakfast. Don't skip breakfast, anyone. Um, oh, incredible. Let's, yeah, let's make that discount code though. So what ah, do you the want discount it to code. be? Um, we can do bliss. Should it have a number? Sure. Um, bliss five. Let's do bliss five. Okay, all caps, bliss five. Amazing. Uh, so everyone go check out her supplements and her website and use bliss five, and then we'll link all of the other stuff in the show notes. so People can find you. And, um, I highly recommend everyone listening goes and connects with her. She's amazing on Instagram. I was watching her reels this morning. Oh. Um, <laughs> you're the best. So go find her, go thank connect you. with her. And, uh, thank you again for being here. So thank you so you. much. Bye everyone. 